On this episode, we share our favorite magical dining atmospheres. Today is October 13th, ooh, 2023, and this is episode 608 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top 10 lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda. Hey guys! Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. And if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. We are talking about dining again because our listeners seem to love the episodes about dining. And if you did not get those advanced dining reservations, which will also include special events like fireworks packages, the upcoming candlelight processional, mm. don't worry because mouse dining removes the frustration of booking Disney dining reservations, alerting you when they spot availability for your desired restaurant, date, meal, and time. Visit msmfriends.com to use this free service. So today we're talking about, and, and honestly, we didn't know how to, um, how to label this episode. Yeah, because we're talking kind of most magical atmospheres for dining, but I think this could be most magical theming. It could be uh, most magical uh, immersion, like what experiences experiences would actually be a really good one. Maybe maybe we change the name of it and it's most, most magical, magical experiences experience for dining. You know, what what makes a magical atmosphere theming experience like as far as dining goes for you, whether it's from. Uh, I mean, honestly, snacks all the way up to, you know, signature fine dining restaurants and, and everything in between. What do you think of? Um, I definitely think of good food. I definitely think of theming um, and immersion. Um, you know, something like Acros Juice, and that's not on here, so I'm just going to give an example where you get to go and, you know, in there and you look around and they have all these neat things and and then the princesses come around and all that and the food was really good. So, mm -hmm. you know, something like that, I guess, to me is very like what my magical experience I think would be. Yeah. How about I, you? I, I think for me, and again, this will be living where we live, I guess, in the most part. Can I get this at home? You okay. know what I mean? Like, you know, there are going to be certain uh, dining establishments. And what we did is we broke this down. We're going through the parks. We're going through the resorts. And mm -hmm. we're going to go through Disney Springs. And we're going to pick three in each. Yeah. So there's certainly things that aren't going to fall onto the list that are still very magical or oh. immers immersive or whatever. But, 100%. you know, I think of something like, okay, a um, just for example, I'll throw it out there. A Nine Dragons over at Epcot. Mm -hmm. Wonderfully themed. Yep. Fits beautifully over there in the in the China Pavilion. I can get all of that at home. Okay. I can, I can get the food. I can get the atmosphere for the most part. You know, I can get those things at home. Sebastian's Bistro, one of the most underrated restaurants on property and okay. one of the best values. We don't live far from the beach. We can go get, we can go get that here. I feel like, and, and again, not and exactly down to the food counts for you is as... what I can't get. That's why like, you know, oh. Sebastian's Bistro is, is beautifully themed wonderful food, great value, very, very magical. But I feel like I can get that at home if I need to. What can I not experience okay. at home? Okay. And to me, that's kind of yeah. where my thoughts come from for yeah. this. 
So let's start in Magic Kingdom. And um, I really, I don't care where you live. This is going to be tough to say that you can get it at home. And that's Cinderella's Royal Table. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from the moment, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you check in, I feel out feel like at that big guest um, area where they're like looking like I feel like through her book or something like mm -hmm. it's just super cool and it's just great and then you you m go upstairs and you you see Cinderella and all the princesses, yeah, all the princesses are, are back, back now right? you know we're, we're oh, back it's to just, and, and, and I, I you can wear obviously anything you want um, yes you can be a Magic Kingdom having a tank top and shorts on um, because it is a hot Florida day and you can sit down and go eat. But I tell you, I felt underdressed when I went for the first time and we had the young kids Yeah, and I had a t-shirt and shorts on my hair pulled up and tennis shoes on. Uh, and, and I was super excited when Jeremy and I Disney bounded and went back as Ariel and Eric and I had a dress on. I felt like a princess it was amazing um that's actually a great point that you bring up is is a place that makes you want to maybe dress up a little that oh, makes you yes you know and yes if you're if this is you know the middle of your day or end of your day or, or even the beginning and, and you're the type you're not going to go back to your resort or you know you're going to rope drop and until the park closes you know you're going to wear your park attire and that's going to be perfectly fine. Absolutely. But if you can plan this, even, you know, whether you have kids, whether you don't, whether it's, you know, friends, whatever it is, I think it's a good one. You say, you know, we're going to do it for breakfast and we're going to dress up a little bit and then we're going to go back to the resort, get in our park gear and come back. Or we're going to wear our park gear and rope drop. We're going to enjoy the day. Then we're going to go back to the resort, have a little chill time, get dressed up a little bit and come back for like a dinner. It just elevates the experience. I even feel like more. it did. Yeah. And as you said, from check in to the moment you get your bill, you're fully immersed in eating inside of Cinderella Castle. Mm -hmm. And they're really, and it, so cool. we decided not to rank these. Like we thought we could have broken it down to like a top 10, but I think it almost limits it too much. But I think this would be hard to beat as number one. I completely 100% agree. I think our next one at Magic Kingdom also could easily fall in the top three to five. I like this one. And we're talking about Be Our Guest um, because... I think it falls a little bit lower on me because Cinderella is so, um, what is the Iconic? word? Well, oh. no, like, um, be our guest. I love be our guest, but it's very open and mm -hmm. you're eating with a whole bunch of people where I feel like uh, Cinderella is a little more intimate. Yeah. No, that makes um, sense. I, I feel like I felt like when I first started with be our guest, it was very cafeteria like. And it Which was. Is, now we have not been back with the pre with with the prefix meals correct. and the you know we we've gone we back to, to where it was you know breakfast and lunch right. and you ordered at the register as you walked right. in and they brought brought your food out on a cart and all. I and then still with the stuff on the side where mm -hmm. you can go get your cokes and yeah. like that's not at Cinderella's royal table. No. Um, again, don't get me wrong. I love be our guest. I love how you can go in each different room. I do love sitting in the beast room actually, because it is a little more intimate. It is darker. Um, I, I just, I know we need to go back and sit down for the, the um, yeah, dinner dinner. Well, even lunch now we need to, lunch we just, same, I mean, yeah. we need to get back in yeah. general for me. But it's so fun. It's yeah. So for fun. me, the one, the one area I think be our guest beats out Cinderella's Royal table a little bit 
and we're going to do our Disney prep series soon on what to watch before your trip. You know, on the Disney movies, you should really watch if if you haven't seen them, you know, or you need to rewatch them because it's been a while that will really connect you to rides, attractions, shows, restaurants, meet and greets, things like that. You can walk into Cinderella's Royal Table and you've never seen the movie, any of the movies, animated, mm-hmm. live actions, anything. And it feels very magical and you're going to really enjoy it. But I don't think you're missing anything. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Be Our Guest, if you walked into Be Our Guest completely blind, you're not going to understand why there's a ballroom and a West Wing and there's okay. a library area. Yeah. So I think the connection to the movies in like Disney lore is so much stronger here. Yeah. You know, when you can walk in and see the rose. Yeah, that's true. It's it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, that is. And I'll just we'll probably throw out some other things as we go through this enchanted rose. Same thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not going to make our list when we get to resorts, not because it's not deserving. It just isn't going to beat the ones I think that we have, but you know, and it's much more of a bar lounge, but right. Enchanted rose, you know, you watch before you go and I'll spoiler alert for our Disney prep series, I guess maybe this is prepping us for our Disney prep series because we still got to work on those notes, but animated, Live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. You visit Be Our Guest and you visit Enchanted Rose. Yeah. And you are completely connected to those movies yeah. and those stories and everything. And you go, I recognize that, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. All right. Magic Kingdom's hurting a little bit, I think, as far as these go. You know, and another thing that we, we've talked about recently, you know, any place that we have not dined or experienced won't make this list. Correct. You know, it would be pretty much impossible to make this list and not include Victorian Alberts when we get to resorts. Yeah. But because we have not dined there, we choose not to put those types of things on our list. Correct. But we're we're more than open to say, yeah, that's going right. to be a magical experience. Yeah. And um, don't get me wrong, Magic Kingdom has these two like knock out of the park. Oh, they're some places. of the best on property. So, I mean, this third one, I think is for us more because I feel like of the food and how good it is that we really had good. But I can't really get this at home. And you can't get it at home. And what are we talking about? Skipper Canteen, of course. <laughs> so, you know, f- for me, this makes a list because, first of all, it's an extension of one of my favorite attractions mm-hmm. in coming in Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, nine times out of ten, your cast member servers and, and all of that are going to play into the Jungle Cruise and the puns and the yes. jokes and things. Sometimes... It just doesn't occur. And sometimes that's depending think, on how busy it is. Yeah. And I also think it depends on possibly a cast member. And oh, if they 100%. just maybe have an off day. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, we're all human. We have all had bad sure. days. So yeah. I think like Jeremy said, you know, most of the time, every time we've sat down, but there was one time that it, it was non existent. It was. It and, was very strange. Yeah. And, and and that's fine because this hits on all the other levels. Again, from the theming in the different rooms. That's the cool. you know, mm-hmm. the tiebacks to like the Adventurers Club and SEA, the you know, just everything throughout down to the food mm-hmm. which fits Jungle Cruise so well. I just think that this is something you can't get anywhere else. And that's a reason that it kind of rounds out our list. You know, um, Liberty Tree and and Diamond Horseshoe and unfortunately the plaza. we have eaten there. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, even Tony's Town Square, which we don't Maybe. hate like a right. lot of people do, wonderfully themed. But al- almost every town or city is going to have that mom and pop Italian spot 
that's going to look just like this. Now, or it's not going to be. Yeah. Or Olive Garden, honestly. I mean, you're not joking there. So, but uh, you, you know, can see it in Magic Kingdom. You can. And that makes all the difference. And yeah. you got Lady and the Tramp and things like that. All right. We're going to move on over to Epcot. And let's start with one of our favorite places. One of our favorite dishes is going and actually sitting down at Tuta Gusto mm -hmm. in the World Showcase. Yes. And, you know, Tutorial Forno, uh, Tuto Italia, mm -hmm. you know, some of these other places, again, much like Tony's Town Square, are wonderfully themed, wonderfully mom and pop Italian. Tuta Gusto, though, to me, just puts you right in the middle of like a basement in Italy. You're sitting on a couch. I agree. With a fireplace. Yep. And, like you're in a wine cellar. It isn't something that we, well, Downtown, downtown St. Augustine, to be honest, I know it's not Italian, you know, it's Menorcan and, and Spanish influence and all that. Mm -hmm. You can find places that are very similar to this in downtown St. Augustine. Yeah, absolutely. But I love that they finally put the cast members that are literally from Italy yeah. and everything back. Yeah, it's so nice Marco to have them all back. back. Yep. Um, it's just so neat. And to hear them talk, it's just, I love it. Um, so you are, you're completely, in my opinion, immersed. and. Yeah. You know, I have to, I should take pictures the next time. And Jen, now this is, she's going to Italy here in a few days. And this is her fourth time. Oh, wow. And I just want to be like, is this something that you, and she, I, I'd just die if she was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. totally. I mean, it's, you know, we've said this before. It's one of those things, having not been to Italy, but you know, you see things in movies, you see pictures, you watch things right. on TV. This makes me feel like I'm there without ever having been there. Yeah. It's super cool. Uh, next up is a place I really like now. Mm. And again, I, if you're talking about immersion, magical, something that we personally can't get anywhere near us, Beer Garden, mm -hmm. really from an atmosphere standpoint, is absolutely incredible. You are transported outside to a little German town. Yeah. Even though you're inside. Yeah, super cool. And, you know, with the stage show going on and dancing and music, uh, again, down to the wait staff and the cast members to your big beers, the food, to the is food. Good. It, you know, this is this is something that is, is hard to find in a lot of other places. And, and I, I told you I love before that, that um, I think it was Amanda and Robin, like I think Robin's originally from Germany or something that she said, oh, it's so legit. Very and authentic. I was like. That's so cool. And that's another thing I you could add that. to the list is we're saying, you know, what makes it magical or what makes it unique is another word. I mean, we could literally title this episode 20 different things. Oh, and I think they'd all yeah. be fitting. Yeah. Is the authenticity. Yeah. You know, is it authentic? Yep. And to hear that something like this. And Jossie's is totally very, yeah, told us too. It's very well. authentic. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forget where it was. It's in, I think it was somewhere in South Carolina, like an hour and a half from Charlotte. It popped up on TikTok is a little um, German town, like oh, recreated really? German town hmm. with food and drink and the building, like everything. Like yeah. you were taking, you know, the Germany World Showcase Pavilion and blowing it up to an entire town. I'll have to go see if I can find it. I meant to send it to Jossie and I don't think I did. Okay, let's move on to our next one. And if you have this in a town or city near you, then I want to come visit you <laughs> because I can't imagine anything else really like this. What do we talking about space 220 and i think we're ending with this one because that is the it's the best one mm -hmm. like it really is like tutu tutu gusto is like 
um, memories for us and special for us for that. But Space 220, like, again, it's like, like, Space 220 is Epcot Cinderella's Royal Table. Yeah. You know, from the very beginning of going up to space and checking in and then you get a ticket to go up and then you board the spaceship and you go and then you get to space and you go and you get to sit down and and whether you sit anywhere in there the bar the lounge the tables it is all amazing experience the food is fantastic Mm -hmm. the drinks are amazing um, I wish it was a little easier just to be like, can I go to the bar and get um, a espresso martini? Because yeah. I think that is possibly my favorite one on property. Um, yeah, Space 220 is just amazing. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing like it. We've we've been there several times and done everything from the prefix meal to the lounge to, mm-hmm. you know, sitting at the bar. And we've always had wonderful experiences with the food. I think it's one that for whatever reason is hit or miss a lot of times with folks, but I I just don't see how you can say the atmosphere is hit or miss. You know, I think a lot of people go up and they expect a lot more to be going on outside in space, but, but I think space. just being there, right. I think just being there is incredible. And there are little different nods to things like there the are. lightsabers and you see astronauts and, yeah. you know, but I mean, there's it's space. It's slow. Like yeah. you can't have a lot going Agreed. on. Agreed. So. And yeah, from the moment you check in, like you said, all the way to taking the, the shuttle up 220 miles up into space and all, it's just unbelievable. Yep. And I I think possibly the most unique and well-crafted cocktails on property. Yeah. And what's great is that they are crafting them in front of you. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about another place in a little bit that I think has extremely unique cocktails, but they're not making them from scratch in front of you. They're all mm. batched. And I think, you know, that can take things down a notch, but- Space 220 is just an experience. Yeah. You know, if you can if you can get it, whether you walk up, you know, you get there 45 minutes before the the it opens, um, which I believe it opens at 11. So you'd want to get there at 10, 15. You can try and do walk up to the lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, something, you know, we we always try to do new to us places or experiences every single time we go. This is one of those where, yeah, there's a lot of times all of a sudden we show up at Epcot and we're like, you know what? Maybe space, it's a repeat day. Space, yeah, Space 220 Let, got yeah. something. Let's go up there. Let's drink what we've drank. Let's eat what we've ate before. Mm-hmm. And let's just enjoy it yeah. because we absolutely love that yeah. place so very much. All right. Let's move on to Hollywood Studios and we'll talk about that very place. We're going to um actually lump together kind of Galaxy's Edge and Batu by talking about both Ogus Cantina and Docking Bay 7. Now, Ogus Cantina is not a dining experience. They have very limited, the Batu bits right. and a few things like that. Uh, this is where I was talking about the batch drinks. Yes. I think this place, I mean, here's the thing. They don't need to handcraft cocktails there. For one, they have a time limit for people there. Yes. You can't take that time away. For two, they're so dang busy, I can't imagine putting the pressure on those cast members yeah. to handcraft every single drink that comes through. That would be sad. And the drinks are still really good. Yeah, they are. They're outstanding. Yeah, and the atmosphere fun, is unbelievable. Fun atmosphere. Yeah. Fun, enjoyable time. Um, you could be sitting with somebody that you mm-hmm. don't know. If that is fun. It's fun to talk to. It can be to. part of what makes yep. it magical yep. is, is meeting new friends. Yep. Or you're standing at the same place, I guess, because um, you're, what would that be called? A, I mean, they're high tops, but you're standing right. at them. 
Yeah. What was the deal with T-Mobile today for them to kneel at the de- I thought we, he was sitting. No, he, he was kneeling. Yeah, I had they no had idea. they had the pads, the rubber pads. We got our we went to upgrade our phones and all today. <laughs> And super, I mean, the guy was incredible. Yeah, he was. Wonderful, wonderful service. They had two uh, people working there. Now, the guy next to us, he was kneeling when he started with the other gentleman, mm-hmm. and then he ended up standing up halfway through. It was just super straight. And they had the pads underneath them to help protect their knees and all, you know, thankfully. But watching both of them do it seemed like it was a tra- something trained. Hmm. I have no I idea. Just, I just found it interesting. Yeah. I understand not we wanting your asked. employees maybe to sit during it. Why not? But 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 plenty. I mean, well, because we didn't we, have chairs provided. If there had been chairs on both sides of the table, I think it makes uh, more sense. But I don't think you want a customer coming in who has who's being forced to stand for an hour while you're going through all the rigmarole that it is to up. I remember we used to walk in and go, "Hey, I've got an old phone. I would like a new one." And they're like, "Cool. See you later. Here's your phone." <laughs> that was it. That is not, now okay. it is like such a process, and there's so much math involved, and there's so <laughs> many like promotions. They're they're just but like then there's some yeah not. they're like oh you have you have four phones well then you're eligible for this promotion oh you have five phones well then we can't do anything for you oh this phone is red yeah sorry you don't qualify for this promotion that's but funny. you do qualify for this promotion it was the most confusing thing ever <laughs> where we silly. just want to be and that's why he was so good we're just like tell us what we would owe you today and we will give you that money and then you tell us what we will owe you every month and we will also give you that money. We just stop holding our phones hostage. We just <laughs> we just want them. Like we want to give you money. You give us a product and a service back. That's how this works as easily as possible. <laughs> but that is not the way that it works. And I guarantee that if we didn't already have T-Mobile and we walked in with AT&T, they would have just been like, quick, just take these phones for free. Just Just get out of here. You don't even have to pay us money. We love you. Let's give you everything because you're a brand new customer. Because that's the way oh, it works. Oh, with AT and T. That's no, but that's how everything works. Yeah, now. I can call. I can call right now. It's such an off tangent of customer service and stuff. But I could say right now. All right, we have AT and T for our internet, and I pay hundred bucks a month. It's great service. AT and T can run a deal that says, you know what? For the first year, it's twenty five bucks a month, and I can go, hey, I would like it for twenty five bucks a month, and they're like, nope, you're already a paying customer. We already have your money. But you can move to T-Mobile. because. But I could move somewhere else and then they're going to give it to me. So it's all just a game. But we were talking about Docking Bay 7 next. We were. You know, it, Docking Bay 7 does such an incredible job of immersing you in the Star Wars canon and universe, even though it's not putting you directly in any of the movies. And I and love that it's actually a quick service. Yes. Like walking in is really cool. I'll never forget. I think it's, cause, no, we have another quick service that makes the list later. But, okay. Yeah. Walking in and like the the fake food is out that you can see and it just, and, and looking all around. I mean, it was just um, incredible. And then going up and even the experience for this quick service was our first very good experience um I think another time we had it and it was a little more crazier unfortunately but um, yeah I mean it's a menu that they dumbed down a little bit as it as it progressed but it's still this is this is one of those uh table service experiences in a quick service atmosphere you know if this was a sit-down restaurant and they were serving you for the most part the same food it would feel like a table service, you know, mm-hmm. and if they actually had, you know, waiters and waitresses and whatever coming up to you. And it's just it's so well done. You know, when you're going to a quick service and you're getting real plates and you're getting, you know, I mean, heck, we've got the spork 
that we mm-hmm. bought, you know, yep. um, that unfortunately used to be able to just get there and then people started stealing them. So they started charging you for those ones. But um, I would like to take it back sometime. And use it? Yeah. Okay. And we need to go back there sometime. Yeah. It's just, this is, this is what's so crazy when we talk dining. And I think this is why people love the dining episode so much because there is so much. Mm-hmm. And it's change. It seems like it's always changing, it's ever changing. Mm-hmm. You know, just this week we had tons of updates throughout Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. with with new menu items. We got all new items at Three Bridges. We got all new items at Geyser Point. We got all new items at Banana Cabana. Like they are constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we looked at doing was to go uh, kind of like we did recently with the best breakfast on property, where we wanted to share one of our favorite dishes from those places. Well, a lot of these those dishes aren't there anymore. Which yeah. is a blessing and a curse because we can recommend a dish and somebody might go a year from now and it's gone. Right. But they are constantly evolving and that that's what makes us want to keep going back. So yeah. like Docking Bay 7 is another one where we need to revisit. Mm-hmm. Like we need to find a time to go, even if we just make a specific weekend and go, we're going to go revisit X number of places, a breakfast, lunch, and dinner over the course of a weekend that we haven't done within two years or something. Mm-hmm. And go ahead and go do that and then see if it still lives up to the hype that we remember from maybe way back then. Mm-hmm. All right, next we're going to move on to one of Disney's uh, newest restaurants and certainly one of the most unique. Yeah. Where are we headed to next? Inside Rodeo Hollywood Studios. Roundup. Yeah. That um, in Andy's backyard. Roundup Rodeo. Yeah, I read that backwards. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, in Andy's backyard, it's super fun. Uh, my favorite. It was so going in again and, you know, looking around. It's all amazing. But my favorite is when literally um, Sarge over the loudspeakers, like, here comes Andy and we have to freeze. Yeah. And, uh, like, to look around, like, literally, because it's neat because there, it's, it's very um like a, like a backyard barbecue type thing where you're very close with other people which is fine but your eyes can just move around and see and it is the coolest thing. Yeah, there's so much to take so in. So much. You know, and and from check-in where yeah. you know they're giving kids and adults if they want them the little hobby horses to kind of ride around while you're waiting for your table to be called. You know, there's photo opportunities out there. The cast members, the way that they speak to you is very, you know, toy-like and, mm-hmm. and rodeo style. Um, they used to have the giant pencils to sign your check with. Mm-hmm. You had to get rid of those because somehow people were taking them. I don't know how. If you... Ha- we will not put you on air. We will not name you. If you have taken a pencil from Roundup Rodeo, will you message us? Because I want to know how you got it out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, it's it was like three feet tall. <laughs> I just, I find that fascinating. That's, that's one of the things. Can't have, I nice, would, can't have nice things, right? I would assume people had strollers and they just mm, stuck them in there. Stuck them under there. Yep. Still, I feel like that thing would just be... Sticking right out of there. Mm. But Roundup Rodeo is so unique. Yeah. And if you've got a place like this near you, I mean, you and the uh, you have a three-year-old really good, child that created it in your house. Yeah. You, we loved the food. Yeah. You know, this is yet another one that I think is hit or miss. Your reviews are 50-50. We had a wonderful experience uh, the day that we, we went. And it was the second day of opening. 
which would be easy for someone to say, well, they were at the top of their game. You know, they just opened. That's not always true, as we've mm-hmm. seen from like, you know, the festivals at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes opening days and opening weeks are not at top of their game. They're Correct. still trying to figure things out. Correct. And, and they're trying to get those yeah. um, reviews, basically, and hearing and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So we absolutely loved it. Uh, next in Hollywood Studios, we're going to do another kind of batch two together. Um, and you guys just have to accept that fact. <laughs> what, which ones are we talking um, about? Well, we're talking about sci-fi. And then Jeremy was like, well, let's put 50s primetime with that, too, because they're both just really cool. Um, I love sci-fi. Um, w- again, we haven't been there in a really long time. They just introduced a whole bunch of new menu items, salads and burgers and all. So we it's need to time go. to look at getting back. Um, but I love the fact that you go in and being so immersed where you're literally at a drive-in. And um, some places you might get to sit in a actual car. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very dark, though, to eat. Um, and then, of course, the, the drive-in movies, the sci-fi, what's playing is very old school. Um, but it was just so fun yeah. and I really like that. And of course, fifties primetime is really great. Um, because you're immersed in the fifties and you're sitting like almost like in your mom's kitchen or, and just the way they treat you too. like if your elbows are on, mm-hmm. like get them off and, and their food is fantastic too. Yeah. We've eaten there now a couple of times and we've, um, enjoyed the healthy food and then we went ahead and got the big old, Fried, fried chicken. chicken oh, platter. that fried chicken was delicious. Oh, it was so good. Um, and I would say either one of those. I would probably say like those batched together would probably be like Hollywood Studios actual like Cinderella's Royal Table just because you're so immersed yeah. in it. When they're so fitting from, you know, way back in MGM Studios days Correct. to Hollywood Studio, like they still retain the original notion and thought of what this park was Mm -hmm. it's changed a lot over the years but this still holds true to the original mgm studios feel yes you know especially at sci-fi talk about going into sci-fi i mean it's it's one of those if somebody could just transport you into sci-fi and then be like where do you think you are you'd be hard-pressed to be like i'm inside of a theme park Mm. you know it's just it's incredible i i just that that's one of those types of of things where you know, if Disney ever expanded their parks in a way that wasn't expanding actual theme parks, it was expanding restaurants or experiences, I could see this. Like, imagine Disney's sci-fi drive-in, now opening in Charlotte. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Or see what they do with the Star Cruiser. But I do believe that that was a platform to say, is this a concept that could work in other places without being within a theme park? You know, can we take a Star Cruiser and put it in a major city and have it work as an experience, a place for you to visit? That type of thing. And I think they could do that with some of these restaurants. I mean, if if you could go into whatever, Jacksonville or just even it was in Orlando outside of theme parks and go, I'm going to go to a 50s. And I know there's things like this, you know, a lot. There's especially like New York. There's diners and things like that. Right. The one where the the um, uh, I want to say cast members, but the employees sing. Like the servers and all will stop oh, and really? sing in the middle of it and all. You know, there are places like that, but I think it'd be a neat concept to say, yeah, you're you're visiting a place like Charlotte, you're going to Chicago, you're going to LA, whatever. And literally there's a place that is Disney's sci-fi dining, Disney's fifties primetime cafe. 
Disney's Roundup Rodeo. Right. And you could actually experience these things individually as just a restaurant in other areas would be just super cool. All right. We're going to move on to our last park, which will be Animal Kingdom. Our, our Animal Kingdom's got a lot of wonderful dining. Uh, we just did Nomad Lounge last weekend. Tiffins, they're all beautifully themed, very well done, especially the way they fit within Animal Kingdom. But another one that's just an overall kind of immersive experience from decor, theming to food, mm-hmm. I think is Yak and Yeti. Yeah. And the way that it fits inside Asia yeah. is just so well done. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool, too, because it's just right by that big old tree where you can get a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Yak and Yeti like quick service yeah, got our basically. local foods cafe so you can get a little taste of That's things over super there cool they need a little going uh, ahi tuna nacho yeah over there oh that'd be we'd get that every single time every single time every single time. yeah um but going inside and sitting and everything you whether you sit upstairs whether you sit downstairs just and everything like you said it's just super cool like all the decor and yeah. all that it's love it the the feel of it in the theming and the expansive menu if you go to an Asian restaurant near where you live, it's just not going to be the same as this. It's going to be unique and special in its own way, but it's just not what you're getting here. It, you know, and there's and it's it's so large where you're sitting downstairs, upstairs, you're sitting at the bar. There's so much you could walk around and see here based on all of the decor and the theming and everything. Mm-hmm. I just I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um one that I think is hard to beat, and, and our lovely breakfast aside, this is one where I don't think you focus on the food, even though we had a great experience with breakfast and we, we want to go back for a lunch or dinner. You know, you can't say that Rainforest Cafe, and I know that this is a concept that is all over the place. It is. There's there's nothing like it. You're You're going, especially for kids, I mean, you're going into a rainforest with animatronics and aquariums, mm-hmm. and it, there's nothing like it. Even the shop. Right. But Even, I but I they say, say part think, explorer party yeah like but I think what's cool too is it is and like you know we do this so much could you imagine being up somewhere else and there's a rainforest and going they and had one like, at the Towson Town Mall right but but doing it and then being like where am I am yeah. I in Towson or am I in that was the Orlando. only bad thing about that one up there is that when you were done, you walked out and you weren't in Disney World. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe that's the reason this concept of moving them other places would not work. Correct. Is <laughs> because you leave the sci-fi in Charlotte and you're like, wait, that's it? I want to go ride a ride. I want to yeah. go. But a Rainforest Cafe is hard to beat. I, yeah. I actually love it. And it's, an, you know, breakfast was so good. We want to make it there for a lunch or a dinner. I think that'd be a good one the way we did T-Rex, even though the food experience wasn't great when we did T-Rex recently at the bar. Mm-hmm. Go to Rainforest at the bar, but maybe just go ahead and order meals and not focus on the appetizer trio of, <laughs> or not even trio, that was like a quintuplet, is that five? It was a lot of different appetizers. Yeah. And I think that was the issue with it was, you know, don't try and do, you're going to do five things not great as opposed to doing one thing really, really well. Right. So their focus is not on making five incredible appetizers for one giant dish, I yeah. think, was the was the problem. All right. Finally, another quick service makes it. We're heading to the mess hall over in Avatar at Satuli Canteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from the and moment you walk in. this is the quick in, service, yeah. but I do think this is really cool, again, because you are in the... It's the mess hall. I, the, it's an old, well, it's their old mess hall. In, like you walk into um, the Avatar area 
and you know you already smells and the sounds and then yeah you go and you get you go into the mess hall and they're cooking the food right in front of you as you walk in yeah, they're cooking the beef they're cool. cooking the chicken over open flames mm-hmm. uh much like i mean we could add ronto roasters back to our docking bay seven and Oga's cantina in hollywood studios yeah you know it looks like that robot is or that droid i should say is you know roasting the meats for the mm-hmm. Ronto wraps Super cool. over the engine yep. and all. But it, here you're actually seeing it. Yep. You've got real plates. You've got real silverware. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such, and the food's outstanding. Yeah, Everything is. about this place oh, is yeah. great. So, you know, it is extremely magical in the way that it fits within a land. And it fits within Pandora like a lot of other you know, quick services don't necessarily fit that well. Now, right. Docking Bay 7 does. Right. Fits very well inside Galaxy's Edge. Right. Go over to somewhere like, um, just trying to think real quick. Okay, let's go over to Fantasyland and Pinocchio's Village Hoose. Yeah, you I know, was thinking of those it fits, places. but it's yeah. not like, wow. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, I agree. It, now, to be fair, Fantasyland is comprised of several different lands right. because it's based out of several different movies and where those movies take place in so that makes it a little bit harder to make it one whole collective piece whereas pandora galaxy's edge they were built as an entire land with one theming one movie or set of movies in mind and that's why i think they work so very well yeah all right we got two categories left and we are moving on over to disney which is a tough one there's let's let's just let's just start with okay rainforest is also at disney springs so it obviously would make the list but let's go ahead and just put t-rex on the list t-rex cafe for all the same reasons we said rainforest okay it's immersive it's fun it's got a great gift shop it's great for kids you know it's just it's you can get rainforest and and i don't know if t-rexes or other places the way that rainforest is i know they're owned by the same company and all they're all landry's yeah but there may be other t-rex cafes So maybe it is something you can get near you, but I don't think it makes it any less, you know, immersive and and magical, I guess I would say. So we don't really have to spend that much time on it, but it's a cool spot. And when you're, you know, Disney Springs does seem to be a lot for more adults when you're shopping and Mm -hmm. stuff and drinks and food. You know, this is kind of fun for the kids and enjoyable. Um, And think of it this way, with everything at Disney Springs... What other places do you walk by and you go, whoa, what is that? Yeah, right? that's true. I mean, you're going to walk by and there's the giant skeleton of the dinosaur out front. Yep. And you're going to go, wait, what is this And place? Rainforest actually yeah. has a, vol- a, volcano a working volcano. That blows yeah. smoke I mean, and fire. No, nowhere else for the most part are you just going to walk by and be like, whoa. Because, yeah. because they don't fit. Yeah. In a way. That's They're kind of just plopped right in the middle of Disney Springs. Uh, what's, the, what's another one that we have? here well we love morimoto asia and i I, right by love that it's right by gideon's too Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah the food is so fantastic being inside is so cool um beautiful in there you almost kind of forget that you're at disney springs which i think is really cool this when you're inside of morimoto you do feel like you're uh downtown in a majro major metro Mm -hmm. city somewhere yeah you know and i know you can go to other morimoto restaurants Mm -hmm. so you can't hear where we are so Mm -hmm. one of the reasons maybe it makes our list but it is it's just it's absolutely gorgeous in there and to the open kitchen Mm -hmm. and the ducks hanging in the window all the way out to being able to enjoy morimoto street food 
mm-hmm. which we love. And those ribs are just so dang good. Mm. So I, want I some ribs. yeah, and, <laughs> and and again, sitting at the bar and getting sushi and and having a white yep. lily and you know things like that. Um, one of the reasons it makes our list. I think same with the next one and going to the boathouse, which we love very much. I mean, I think that can be almost the whole experience because of the boat mm-hmm. and you can take your seat and I think it's 20 percent off. I think yeah, it's, it's it might a percentage not even be that off. Much. It might not yeah. be that much, but it is and enough cars is what you're talking yes, about to go and possibly ride one. And it's just so fun. And then being out like on the boathouse or inside or even out on the outside area and eating like and then just like looking around and it's just I don't know. Yeah. There's just something about that place to me that is just so fun and enjoyable. And the two bars you can sit at either one. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you can yeah. sit down on the water, you can sit inside, mm-hmm. you can dine in a boat mm-hmm. that they have indoors. Everything from the moment you walk up and the nautical theme down to the raw bar being available right in front of your face and Mm -hmm. seeing the fresh seafood sitting on ice to the gift shop. And then, yeah, being able to actually go down and sit and eat on the docks and the bar down there. Like getting in an amphibicar. So again, from beginning to end, it's just so perfectly well done. And we love this place. It's another one of those that next time we're in Disney Springs, let's saddle up to the bar. Let's, you know, get an appetizer or something, or maybe we split that, uh, lops off menu lobster roll, mm. the hot buttered lobster roll, mm-hmm. and their fries are outstanding. This is one we talked about last episode about if you're going to dip your toes in truffle. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, these have the the truffle fries here, I believe it is also over at Enchanted Rose. I think is a better way to um, try truffle if you've never had it because it's not as like pungent and heavy in these locations. And it's just absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So we are going to close out with resorts. And I got to say, I think if Cinderella's Royal Table is number one, I honestly, I think California Grill would be number two. Okay. You know, I I can't argue that. You're you're in, first of all, the contemporary, which say what you will about it as a resort, which we don't love. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing like being there in one Mm -hmm. of the original resorts, you know, right there on on property overlooking the magic kingdom Mm -hmm. and the castle. And when you walk out of that elevator and even going again to a private, you know, check-in that is going to to take you up the elevator. You're not just going, Hey, let's push a button. Let's head to California grill. Correct. You go check in, they take you and it's just, yeah, that check-in is super cool. Gives it such an exclusive feel. Yep. It's another one that I think is so fun to plan a dinner and get dressed up and then catch the fireworks afterwards Mm -hmm. right outside there. Yep. And, you know, it's just, it's absolutely magic. When you walk out of that elevator door and you look to the right and you see these sweeping landscapes through these floor to ceiling windows, it's just absolutely stunning. And I, yeah, I can't think of somewhere else that I can get this. You can get a lot of beautiful views in cities. They're not looking at a theme park. They're not looking at Cinderella Castle. You know, they're not looking at Tron lit up at night and yeah. the, the train station and, you know, seeing even Grand Floridian and stuff in the distance. Like there really is nothing like this. I think this would fall number two if we were actually ranking these behind okay. Cinderella's Royal Table easily. Okay. Now, very similar. It just doesn't have the views. And I've said before, if Riviera was a a Epcot resort, you know, let's just say it's where uh, Beach Club was, right? 
And you could go sit at Topolino's Terrace and look into Epcot and see the World Showcase in the Eiffel Tower and uh, Spaceship Earth, you mm-hmm. know, and you could actually see into the park. This one goes way, way up the list. But again, those sweeping views. Yeah. Just it it is is cool. fine dining at its best. Very pretty up there. Um, very like California Grill-esque. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't have that it's just the food is fantastic Mm -hmm. and the atmosphere and i don't feel like i am immersed though like you do like california girl because you see but um but still yeah this is fantastic i mean i think both of these as far as the actual setting indoors is something that you can find at many fine restaurants throughout the world throughout the country throughout the world yeah it's going beyond that interior dining room that Mm -hmm. takes these to just a whole nother level yeah. with those views because, because again there's nothing like sitting when the sun is setting yeah that's true and looking out from topolinos and watching the skyliner go by caribbean beach and seeing the reflection in the water down below it's just it's beautiful and you can go out there on that terrace at the you know end of the evening and you can see the fireworks going off from epcot uh, we sat at the bar the the service is magical every single time. Alfred there is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Drinks Mike, are amazing. Mm-hmm. Who who is who's been there the whole time since it opened? Yeah, drinks are fantastic. Food is absolutely incredible, and it's another fun one to just get dressed up and go enjoy. And the breakfast is so well done. Oh yeah, you know, especially down to the outfits and everything that they're wearing as the characters come out and greet and you. And I would probably like trade and say like Topolino's Terrace but for breakfast because of yeah. the characters yeah. and everything else like that. Yes, dinner, don't get me wrong, is phenomenal. But like if you're talking experience and all that, I would totally do the breakfast. Yeah, I agree with that. We've got one more on our list. And much like, you know, we're not talking Enchanted Rose, we're really going for what's more considered dining establishment I mean, to be honest, number one on this entire list that would even beat Cinderella's Royal Table is probably Trader Sam's. I mean, no, Trader Sam's there. is absolute. You can eat there. There's food there, mm, but it's not. Like but it's not. Food your, food? It's not. Yes, there is food. Food, but it's like not your standard a dining. dinner food. You can get. You can get little tacos. I mean, it's much more like eating at Enchanted Rose. Uh, yes, it is not like it is okay. not a. It, that, and that's why we're leaving off the list. I also don't think it's fair to every other place on this list to include Trader Sam's because. There truly is nothing like this. I know there's little tiki bars Mm -hmm. all throughout, again, the country and the world. But again, being in Disney property, being at the Polynesian, it's absolutely unbelievable. But we're going to leave the Polynesian for our last one. We're going to go over to Animal Kingdom Lodge and we're going to dine at Sanaa. Yes. You had a wonderful suggestion of putting this on the list. Why did you choose Sanaa? Well, because again, I was thinking and I just, I love the food. First of all, I love the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and the fact that you can see the animals. I mean, it's just, it's so cool and it's just so immersive and magical to me that I love it. I love it. This to me starts, this experience starts the moment you arrive at Animal Kingdom. I agree. Where I agree. I don't, you don't get that. You don't, even though they're all themed well, and you've got like the French Riviera and you have contemporary, like technically your experience could start the moment you arrive, but it it doesn't in the way that Animal Kingdom Lodge does. I agree. I mean, whether you're, you know, you're staying over at Jumbo House and you're walking over or you are, you know, Ubering 
direct to Kadani and you're walking in that beautiful little DVC lobby, that's when this experience starts. Mm -hmm. And then you go down, you get checked in. And like you said, you have an opportunity to see animals while you dine. Mm -hmm. The food is so perfectly themed. Mm-hmm. The service there has always been outstanding. Oh, yeah. Now we know Carson there. Yeah. And it was Drinks so wonderful to see her. Yep. Drinks are, are great. Just it is an experience, again, like no other. And one that I know I can't get anywhere near me. Oh, yeah. And I mean, unless you're looking at restaurants inside of zoos or something. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, where I else mean, are you going right. in the United States to get an experience yeah. like this other than if there are some at a zoo. If you've got a local zoo near you that has dining establishments inside at and, this caliber. And like an African food, please let that'd us be know. Incredible. Like, I we, wanna I want to visit, visit. Yeah. seriously. Um, that'd be so cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think this place is phenomenal. Yes. And we we love Animal Kingdom Lodge mm-hmm. just in general in, in Sanaa. You know, and, and I could put, I mean, you know, Aboma, Ajiko, they all fall within this realm of the moment you arrive on property there you start your your dining experience. And that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. As always, thank you for listening. We would love to hear some of your most magical dining. What do we, I don't even know what we're going to call this in the end. Most magical atmospheres, most unique atmospheres, best themed atmospheres, most magical experiences while dining, most unique. I mean, there's all a the lot above. of different, all <laughs> of the above. But let us know some of your favorite places and what makes it magical to you. Yeah. You know? And if you can get any of these restaurants outside of probably Rainforest or T-Rex um, near where you live, we'd love to hear about them. Oh, yeah. I think it would be super cool. Like, yes. I'm the type that will see something on TV or somebody will mention it. And I immediately go Google that restaurant and go yeah. to their website and look at the photos. And I look at the uh, menus and, and things like that. Um, if you would like recommendations, because maybe you're coming to the St. Augustine area of places that we find that are very unique, magical, well-themed here. Go ahead and hit us up on social or send us an email, magic at mainstmagic.com. We can give you some recommendations because there's some very cool dining uh, in, in historic St. Augustine as well. Mm-hmm. One that comes to the mind is the Conk House. Like, yeah. That's something that almost, uh, it's not Trader Samsey, obviously, but they have these wonderful little tiki huts out on the water yeah. that you can sit and eat at. That and it's cool. just, it's so cool. And the, the food is all well themed and done, but um, that's a whole other story. So again, thank you all so much for listening. Truly appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow along live with some of the upcoming trips that we have, you can go ahead and check out our Patreon group and join at wonderlandcrew.com. And uh, you know that we would love if you subscribe. So you can get the brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And both Rhonda and I would be super thankful if you could please leave us a rating and review. Because it helps our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World. So they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts. Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.